What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. Welcome back, come on in, come on. We're going to have a fantastic evening. Tonight, we're going to talk about one of the most interesting conspiracy theorists of all time that doesn't get enough publicity, in my opinion. Milton William Cooper, who penned... Behold a Pale Horse, had a radio program about conspiracy theories, and uh, was actually in the military and had some experience there. Had some really wild conspiracy theories. We're going to get into them, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I will introduce our dais here. We've got, well, we've got the dead kitty right here. Hello, Mr. Dead Kitty. Yes, your favorite holiday is coming up. Yes, you will get some, some nice chocolate treats. Okay, and we've got... The meditating, everything Zen, Bigfoot right here, and we've got baby alien over here, and of course we've got adult abducting alien head, green alien right here. Yep. Well, I don't know if he's abducting anymore, but anyway, guys, hope you're having a fantastic day. Let's get into it. Milton William Cooper. He is a conspiracy theorist, a radio broadcaster, an author. For the 1991 Behold a Pale Horse, which he warned of multiple global conspiracies, some of them involving extraterrestrial life. Cooper had a lot of conspiracy theories. He had conspiracy theories about HIV and AIDS being a man-made disease used to target African Americans, Hispanics, and homosexuals, and that a cure was made before it was even implemented. He has been described as a militia theoretician. Theoretician? Theoretician. Cooper was killed in 2001, interestingly enough, by sheriff's deputies after he shot at them during, attempt, during an attempted arrest. Well, see, here's the thing. When you're a conspiracy theorist, I think you always got a, bull, a bullseye on your back, okay? I think that you're making somebody's list. I don't care who they are. You make a podcast, you make a radio program, you make a name big enough, you're going to have a file. And if you make enough problems for somebody and you release too much information, they're going to start pushing you. They're going to start pushing you one way or the other. They're going to push their narrative. I'm not saying they're going to take you out every time, but I'm saying that they will ruin your life. They'll ruin your livelihood. They'll turn off your radio program. Uh, that happened during... Um, an Art Bell program uh, on Coast to Coast. So, anyway, let's get into the career, and then we'll get into the book, and we'll get into uh, some of the conspiracy theories. So his career um, and his background in education, um, he stated that he was in the United States Navy, the United States Air Force, and Naval Intelligence until his discharge in 1975. However, public records only indicate a period of service in the Navy with a ratings code of E5. Okay, well, whatever. That doesn't matter because if you're in special forces like naval intelligence, you might not be able to find a whole lot of public record, um, especially if he was in some special ops. That can have public record. Um, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he was an E5 anyway. You start off in E1 anyway. So he was in there for probably four years, five years. Um, at the end of the war, while working in naval intelligence, Cooper served on a briefing team for Admiral Bernard Clary. He then att attended junior college in California and worked for several technical and vocational schools before making his conspiracy theories known beginning in 1988. 
Cooper expanded his speculations of earlier conspiracists by incorporating government involvement with extraterrestrials as their central theme. So, 88, he was right before um, Alex Jones kind of starting to get into the 1993 and being Alex graduated in 1993, getting into his conspiracy theory and, and rising to fame in the 1990s and 2000s. So, in the summer of 1988, Cooper made his first public comments on a Paranet bulletin board system, an early UFO message board. 1988, damn, I didn't have my first computer till 1994. Shoot, how the heck did people get on the, on the internet back in the 80s? Um, according to Cooper's first post in 1966, while serving aboard the USS Tiru, T-R-U, T-I-R-U, when he and fellow Navy personnel witnessed a metal craft larger than a football field. Those are the good ones because those are the motherships. And he states that he witnessed it repeatedly enter and exit the water. Ah, back in the water bases, eh? Maybe some some of our aquafarians down there. Cooper claimed that he was instructed by superiors to never speak about the incident. See, when people talk about conspiracy theorists and they say, oh, you're whacked, but they actually experience the event and the phenomenon, you got to wonder who's really the conspiracy theorist, the people that are saying that the conspiracy theorists are lying or the conspiracy theorists are actually telling their honest to God truth what they witnessed. Biographer Mark Jacobson argues that the Tiru incident itself would not have done much to make Cooper's name in ufology. That opportunity came only a few days later when he was contacted by a fellow Paranet poster, Mr. John Lear. John Lear, we all know, uh, is the son of the Learjet founder, Bill Lear, identified as a pilot who flew many CIA missions. Talks about aliens all the time. Um... Lear also also penned the UFO cover-up and talks about all kinds of cover-ups and conspiracies. Now, Cooper visited Lear, and the two spent a whole bunch of time together for two years between 1988 and 1990. Cooper's views were heavily influenced by Lear in the story of alien collusion with secret governmental forces, and in 1989, the two released an indictment against the United States government for aiding and abetting and concealing this alien nation with, which exists within our borders. Bam! There you go, government. We're slapping you with an indictment. No more alien bullshit for us. We're not going to take it anymore. We're not going to take it. Hell yeah. No, we're not going to take it. So, <laughs> so that's really fascinating. They were the tip of the spear, asserting that the number one thing they uh, we had to fear was not little green men, but the government that colluded with them. Huh. Interesting. I would have to say that we do have some some alien species to fear, and some not. The government that colluded with them, including the technology that they use against us. Some of the gov- technology that they don't share with us, like free energy, for example. Uh, Behold a Pale Horse. This is where we're going to get into his book. This is where it gets good. So in his book, uh, it's been described, the book itself has been described as uh, UFO... Uh, influential amongst ufo and military circles and just prior to the 1997 trial of terry nichols who bombed supposedly bombed the oklahoma city bombing um the guardian described his book as the manifesto of the militia movement interesting so 
According to sociologist Paul Gilroy, Cooper claimed an elaborate, this is quote-unquote, an elaborate conspiracy theory that encompasses the Kennedy assassination, the doings of the secret world government, the coming ice age, and a variety of covert activities associated with the Illuminati's declaration of war upon the American people. See, there's an ongoing theme of the globalists, whether you're Alex Jones or the uh, Illuminati, if you're William Cooper or, you know, many other people. You can call them what you want to call them. The elites, the globalists, there's different factions all around the world that have different interests. CIA's dark fleet in space has a different interest than the secret space force with the government has. And then there's there's different individuals that are so freaking rich that they can afford their own space, space flights. Um, not talking about like the commercially available ones, but they can actually afford someone to buy the buy and create these ships and take off and make their own breakaway civilizations. So not that unheard of. Um, so let's talk about what Cooper talks about here. Uh, he states that in a, in a pale horse, um, by one account, he served, <laughs> he served as a low level clerk in the Navy and on another hand, he had a security clearance to access classified documents. Ufologists asserted that some of the material Cooper claimed to have seen in naval intelligence documents um, was actually plagiarized by Cooper from their own research. See, this is what I don't like about certain articles and certain information, um, especially when it comes to like Wikipedia and other other websites, is that it almost seems like there's an active, whatever, it, whether it's government, whether it's just individuals, an active attempt at debunking somebody when they don't know it's true or not. Now, if he actually plagiarized them, they could bring a suit against him. But did they do that? No. Uh, Cooper linked the Illuminati with beliefs that extraterrestrials were secretly involved with the United States government, but later retracted these claims. He accused Eisenhower of negotiating the treaty. Uh, with the extraterrestrials in 54, and uh, which obviously allowed aliens to abduct humans for technological assistance and trade. Um, Cooper claimed that Eisenhower had established an inner circle of Illuminati members to manage relations with the aliens to keep their presence a secret from the general public. Cooper believed that aliens manipulated and or ruled the human race through a variety of secret organizations, secret societies, religions, magic, witchcraft, and the occult, and that even the Illuminati were unknowingly being manipulated by them themselves. See, isn't it interesting? Different societies can manipulate others for their own benefit, but who has the total control? Who has the total package? Who can really run people's minds? Well, extraterrestrial species can. The reptilians can. The more developed species can. They can manipulate our minds. There's also that patent that I did a podcast on about um, the patent that the government worked on where all they have to do is send a subliminal signal to you through your television or through your computer that you can't even see or hear. It goes straight subliminal. Um, we have the television screens flash so fast you, you can't see how fast they're flashing unless you hold up a camera and look at it. I mean, it's really fascinating. Anyway, um, he described the Illuminati as um, a secret international organization controlled by the Bilderberg Group 
which also conspired with the Knights of Columbus, the Masons, the Skull and Bones group. Good movie, by the way. If you want to check check that out, just check out Skulls. Um, the Skulls by, uh, or not, I don't know who it's by, but it has the kid from Dawson's Creek in it about the, the secret society uh, in, in the uh, Ivy League schools. That's really fascinating. Um, the ultimate goal is to establish a new world order. New world order would have a one world government, would a totalitarian world government uh, with secretive powers uh, within the elite to basically control the entire the entire world. A lot of people don't want that because the nice thing about having multiple countries is that if you don't like your country or somebody's taking it over, you know the, the the government's being taken over by people you don't agree with, you can move out of your country and go to a safer country. You can leave that country and go to another country. So you have multiple options. If you have a one-world government, everything's run by the same country, it becomes a problem. Uh, you won't have that freedom anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that becomes a, a, an issue. Uh, Cooper believed that James Forrestal's fatal fall out of a window of the 16th floor of the Bethesda Hospital was connected to an alleged secret committee, Majestic 12, and... Uh, a Jason advisory group, which is an independent group of elite scientists um, that work on science and, and um, you know, high technology, um, that it was basically the Trilateral Commission and the Council on Foreign Relations uh, that had to do with uh, his his uh, death. James Forrestal was a uh, secretary of the Navy. He was big on um, exposing uh, the alien threat, as well as our alien connection to uh, the government and to the capability for them to abduct us at will with that treaty. So they took him out. Council on Foreign Relations is what uh, George Bush Sr. was part of. Uh, a lot of people believe that the, the CFR is basically controlling the world. Um, the Council on Foreign Relations is engaged with um, the alien connection, with with all of all that. So that's, that's a really interesting, uh, council we should get into on another podcast. Uh, so he also talked about the Kennedy assassination, um, how there's a top secret video of the assassination, uh, that Cooper claimed to have discovered the driver of the presidential limousine. William Greer used a gas pressure device developed by aliens from the trilateral commission, to shoot the president from the driver's seat. The Zapruder film shows Greer twice turning to look into the back seat of the car. Cooper theorized that Greer first turned to assess Kennedy's status after the external attack and then to fire the fatal shot. Conspiracy theorists implicate Greer reportedly snowballed after the publication of <laughs> Behold a Pale Horse and Cooper's video purportedly uh, proving his theory uh, was analyzed by several stations. So, really interesting stuff there. Um, his radio show ran from 1992 until his death in November of 2001. Cooper originated his show, um, and it was called The Hour of Time from a Studio on Top of a Hill in the Small White Mountains of Eager, Eager, E-A-G-A-R, Arizona, 15 miles from the New Mexico border. Now, it's interesting. It's very close to coast to coast, right? Down in the southwest, uh, where one of my favorite shows are from. 
Ed Bell and George Norrie, or Art Bell, I should say, and George Norrie. Uh, Cooper sent his show via audio cassette, satellite patch, and direct telephone link to the WWCR in Nashville, where it was broadcast by the station's uh, 100,000-watt shortwave transmitter. Now, Cooper was well-known within the militia movement for his anti-government shortwave uh, program. Oklahoma City bomber Timothy McVeigh was also reportedly a fan, and McVeigh stated that he had ordered a cassette from Cooper as well, um, which was titled Waco the Big Lie. Very interesting. On June 28, 2001, commenting on a television interview of Osama bin Laden at his hideout in Afghanistan, Cooper claimed that bin Laden would soon be blamed for a major attack on a large U.S. city. But don't you believe it, he says. Immediately after the attacks on September 11th, he predicted the U.S. would soon be at war in two or maybe three countries. Seems like he was actually pretty right on the ball, doesn't it? Uh, Cooper moved away from the UFO community and toward the militia and anti-government subculture in the late 90s. He became convinced that he was being personally targeted by Bill Clinton and the IRS. In uh, July 1998, he was charged with tax evasion and an arrest warrant was issued, but Cooper alluded to repeated attempts to serve it. In 2000, he was named a major fugitive by the United States Marshal Service. In November 5th, 2001, Apache County Sheriff's deputies attempted to arrest Cooper at his eager Arizona home on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and endangerment stemming from disputes with local residents. After an exchange of gunfire during which Cooper shot one of the deputies in in the head, Cooper was fatally shot. Federal authorities reported that Cooper had spent years evading execution uh, of the 1998 arrest warrant. According to the Marshal Service, he vowed that he would not be taken alive. Cooper's writing held up, uh, enduring popularity in hip-hop, being referenced by artists such as Public Enemy, Tupac Shakur, and Jay-Z. Interestingly enough, There's a rapper named William Cooper who took his stage name from Milton William Cooper as well. X-Files incorporated numerous elements of Cooper's mythos into secret government uh, collusion with alien beings. In one of the most famous episodes, Musings of a Cigarette cigarette Smoking Man, John F. Kennedy is assassinated to prevent him from revealing the existence of aliens. And even in the 1998 X-Files film, they use phrasing from Cooper's um, from Cooper as well, uh, and features the Cooper name in an apparent homage to him. Interestingly enough, right? Interestingly enough. So here we have another conspiracy theorist that kind of you know he was at the beginning. He was a, in the earlier stages of these conspiracy theorists really gaining traction. Um, be, behold, a pale horse itself gained a humongous amount of, uh, of traction once it was released. Um, let's take a look at it here. Behold a pale horse. Because I just want to see how many. 
how many books it sold just out of curiosity um, I think it's fascinating to see these books come out and then you know people people might not necessarily it might not get popular right but then it gets this cult following um, and it takes a while for it to like catch on so um, sometimes they can be super popular right off the bat and sometimes they can take a while to really get get caught up um, but I'll tell you this no matter who you talk to in the ufology world or conspiracy world or any other world they'll tell you that Behold a Pale Horse is one of the primary books that you want to read when it comes down to gaining information about conspiracies so on and so forth a lot of people will say you gotta you gotta read von daniken you gotta read um you know sitchin you gotta read um you know a, a lot of these you know popular authors but i can guarantee you that behind or behold a pale horse is going to be in the top five doesn't matter who you talk to um so anyway yeah you can feel free to check that one out I'm sure you could probably find it uh, online. Uh, but yeah, I like looking at these guys because although I, I don't know everything about them, I like to learn a little bit more about them. I, I was not necessarily inspired by, um, you know, earlier folks that were doing research on, on aliens. I'm just interested in aliens, period. I'm interested in government conspiracies, period. I'm interested in uh bigfoot i'm interested in time travel i'm interested in jump gates i'm interested in you know all this all the you know superpowers you know anything that is kind of outside the realm of kind of your day-to-day -day stuff that's that's what really got me interested shows like you know doctor who or twilight zone or um outer limits you know all these shows that are so great that you know, i think a lot of people have seen those those were really my inspiration. You know, watching those with my dad and just getting getting involved with with strangeness that way, and then you know getting into X Files later, getting into you know uh, you know shows like Superhuman. Um, that one was done with Stan Lee, where they were they basically did a search worldwide for individuals who had superpowers. Um, if you want to check that out, that's a really great show. I bet you can find that. Um, I think that was on the History Channel, I want to say, or something like that. I mean, it was back in the mid-2000s. Mid um, so anyway, I digress. I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I, I think that, you know, diving into some of these folks is, is worth worth your time. I hope you guys had a great time. I hope you learned a little something. Um, I think that we can see that a lot of these folks gain their interest early on from books or from their own personal experience. In this case, it was definitely the experience that William Cooper had while in the Navy, seeing a humongous mothership come in and out of the ocean multiple times, and being told to never talk about it. Well, guess what? He definitely made us pay attention to what he was saying. Even if he wasn't talking so much about that particular experience, we listened. A lot of people were made aware of the secrets that the government continues to hold. So anyways, guys, I hope you had a great night. 
take care of yourselves physically, spiritually, emotionally. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Take care of yourselves. Please go like, follow, and share as much as possible. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Lockdown Universe out.